0: A happy Sunday to each of you and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Certainly, I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday Season to each of you. The NBA All-Star voting opened up yesterday. Why you should, without hesitation, be voting for John Morant. Plus, a busy Christmas day when it came to the Grizzlies and their roster. And why the Grizzlies need to get a much-needed win against the Sacramento Kings tonight in Sacramento. That and much more on this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Let's get it going. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast and certainly hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, you did have a wonderful Christmas. Hopefully you got plenty of Grizzlies gear, whether it is in your stocking, whether it was under the tree, whatever it may be, just hopefully it was not a lump of coal, but hope that you and your family had a very Merry Christmas and thanks for joining us here of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. You can find myself at Stats SAC, the show at Locked On Grizz. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. Plus, right here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoy the show. Let's others know how to find the show. Plus, just makes the overall experience the best it can be for everybody involved. Plus, by all means, check out Past editions of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for over four years. Your host here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. Can't thank you enough for if you've been with us for a while. Thank you so much for being along for the ride. If you're new to the show, hello and welcome. Make sure, though, after Locked On Grizzlies is your first listen of the day, you check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well for all. That's going on around the league. Just like Locked On Grizzlies, you can find it anywhere that you get your podcast. That's where Locked On NBA will be. So a lot to talk about when it comes to the Grizzlies, who, yes, they are on a three-game winning streak. But because many of the Western Conference right now are also struggling, the Grizzlies right now remain in fourth place in the Western Conference, and they're three and a half games up on the Mavericks after the Mavericks lost to the Utah Jazz in Utah last night. So overall, the Grizzlies positioning after Christmas is come and gone now still remains in a very strong place. But before we get into that, I want to talk about, obviously, the big news from yesterday and that is that the NBA All-Star voting for the 2022 NBA All-Star game in Cleveland is now open. And of course, what that means is, is that it's now time to vote 12. Yes, that is exactly correct. It's now time to vote Ja. Ja Morant should be, hopefully will be, without hesitation, you should vote for Ja Morant. Now, I know that John just missed 11 to 12 games. I believe it was 11 games in the better part of a 12. I know that so far this season, he's missed a big chunk of games. However, as we continue to get closer and closer to the All-Star game, that stretch of games that he missed will become less and less of an issue as he plays more games, obviously. But the thing about it is this, is that without question, John ja Morant, when he has been on the court this year, has been deserving of an all-star selection. But beyond that, there's also, there. In ja, and we'll get into it in just a moment, plenty about Jaw makes him deserving for an all-star spot. But I also think that there are a few narratives that play into his support for getting an all-star role from the Grizzlies themselves. For one, the Grizzlies haven't had an all-star in five years. I know that other teams have gone longer droughts without having an all-star, but the Grizzlies have not had an all-star since the 16-17 season with Mark Gasol. And every all-star that the Grizzlies have had over the, in their franchise history have all been while they were in Memphis, but they've been pal once Zach Randolph twice, Mark Gasol three times, all bigs, and the Grizzlies deservedly got five total all-star selections from the grit and grind era, but this Grizzlies team truly is a team that is on the rise, on the brink of the playoffs during Ja's rookie year, made the playoffs his sophomore year, and now are fully- in the mix to not only get into the playoffs, but not have to do it via the play-in game. The Grizzlies are in a very good position to be in the top six of the Western Conference this year. So you have a team in the Grizzlies who are consistently on the rise in terms of their success as a franchise. And the big reason why they're having that success is due to Ja Morant, but obviously when it comes to Ja, you've also got the fact that like the Grizzlies are continuing to ascend into the better teams in the NBA, that's exactly what Ja Morant has done. I do get that the All-Star selection this year is meant for this year only. I understand that, but I do think that part of the narrative... Part of the reason why Jaw is such a home run selection is because, again, of his ascension as a player from last year to this year. Going into the play-in game, performing like he did against Steph Curry and the Warriors to knock them out of the playoffs, and then the historic start to the playoffs in a career that Jaw had against Utah, though the Grizzlies did not win, Job made that series much more competitive than many thought the Grizzlies would be able to make it. And then building off that type of production and coming into this year and performing at times, not only like an all star, but a true all NBA type talent, a a player that at times has carried the Grizzlies offense, a player that at times has really stepped up and improved his overall offensive game. I understand he still has defensive struggles. I also acknowledge that the Grizzlies did play well. Without jaw, but that should not take away from the fact that when jaw Morant has been on the court this year, he arguably has been a top 20 player in the NBA. So you take what he did last year, you build into it this year, you have a player who, among NBA players that have played at least 20 games this season, is top 20 in points scored, top 20 in assists. Obviously, the Grizzlies are at their best offensively when jaw is on the court. You have the makings of an all-star and someone that certainly has done everything that he needs to do, both from helping his team overachieve and have success to himself stepping up and delivering on the expectations many had for him. John Morant has checked all the boxes to get to an all-star level. But for me, the biggest reason why John Morant should be an all-star is because of his brand because of the person and the player that he is. If the NBA truly wants to make the most of an all-star game that will be in front of crowds for the first time in two years, why not do everything that you can to have as many of your best young brands at the game as possible, and that includes John Morant, similar to LaMelo Ball over in the Eastern Conference. You've got these young talents. Who obviously are showing the capability of being all-star, all NBA, maybe even potentially one year in the future, MVP type level talent. But you've also got the brands. You've got John Rant, who is so well liked by so many in the league, who is so well liked by so many, by so many fan bases around the nation. John Morant deserves to be in the All-Star game, both for the person that he is and the player that he is and the brand that he brings every time he's on the court. He's so popular because of how young he is, how exciting his play is, the confidence that he plays with. If the if the um, NBA wants to make the most of its All-Star game, get a brand and a style of play like John Morant to the All-Star game, and you'll absolutely benefit from it. Not only will the Grizzlies benefit from it. But also the NBA will as well. So there are so many reasons why John Morant should be an all-star. And none of these reasons are me making a campaign for him, making, you know, a a you know, a fantastical or you know, facetious campaign for John Morant. I'm not sitting here trying to ignore, you know, a bunch of reasons why he should not be there. When you look at all the boxes that need to be checked. For Ja Morant to deserve an all-star appearance, not only are all of them checked, but they're bold, they're in italics, they're whatever catches your attention. Ja Morant deserves to be an all-star, and you, just like me, should vote for him without hesitation to be an all-star for the Western Conference this year in Cleveland. But along with the need for Grizzlies fans and fans all over to vote for John Morant, the Grizzlies themselves certainly had a busy Christmas day. I'll discuss that in just a moment. But before we do that, you know, the thing is that Christmas is here. The holiday is here. And of course, many of us love checking out these free trials, right? We love getting an idea of some advertisement we see on the internet or on, you know, Facebook, Meta, whatever it is now, Twitter, whatever it may be. We like to check out these free trials. Well, sometimes... Those free trials turn into unwanted costs. And if that's the case, you need to check out Truebill. Truebill is a great opportunity for you to be able to manage your subscriptions, but also know that if a free trial is about to become due, that's going to cost you money, Truebill will let you know. On average, Truebill saves its users. $720 $720 a year. The great thing is, it's very easy to use. You don't have to just use it for your free trials. You can use it for any of your subscriptions, and it will work with you to make sure they are kept in the best position that they can be. And if you go to TrueBill.com slash Lockdown NBA right now, check it out. It could save you thousands per year. Again, go to TrueBill.com slash Lockdown NBA right now. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast as your first listen of the day. But don't forget, Football season is here, and while my Titans, they won't play today, thankfully they got their 10th win of the season. There's still plenty to talk about around the NFL. Maybe you're a Titans fan. Check out Tyler Rowland on the Locked on Titans podcast. Maybe you're a Saints fan. Check out Ross Jackson on the Locked on Saints podcast. So much to talk about in the final few weeks of the NFL season as plenty of playoff spots are certainly still up for grabs. Check out the Locked On NFL podcast of your favorite team as your second listen of the day after you make Locked On Grizzlies your first listen. So, obviously, as we have discussed on the show and many have discussed on the Locked On NBA show across the NBA, unfortunately... Covid has certainly made an impact. Covid testing has certainly made an impact on the NBA and many rosters around the NBA. You saw many players that the league had hoped would be playing in, in arguably the biggest day of the regular season on Christmas Day. Many of those players were out due to health and safety protocols. And listen, you know, you, while many may have different opinions as to you know how the covid testing is done, as things like that, you know, it's understandable why it's done. But for the NBA in general, for teams that have been impacted by COVID, and at this point, basically all teams have been impacted. The thing that stands out is, is that when it comes to these teams that have lost players to COVID, they've been able to sign replacement players. And that's exactly what the Grizzlies were able to do yesterday. The Grizzlies yesterday made two hardship 10-day contract signings. In in Tyrell Terry guards Tyrell Terry guards Tyrell Terry and Shat Buchanan. Now these names may sound familiar, and they should because obviously first when it comes to Shaq Buchanan, he has played with the Memphis Hustle for a few years now, and obviously Buchanan has been a very very good offensive talent in or for the Memphis Hustle this year and over the past few years in the G League, a very 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 resourceful offensive player who has deserved for a few years now, to really have a chance to make a, a some type of impact in the NBA. He has shown his ability in a few NBA games in the past, but he has now finally got an opportunity to where he will be able to be on an NBA roster. And the same goes for Tyrell Terry. Now, if the name Tyrell Terry sounds familiar, the reason why that is is because if we go back to the 2020 draft, Tyrell Terry was the player that the Grizzlies had interest in. We knew going into that draft, the Grizzlies had interest in some type of perimeter shooting source. Tyrell Terry was the player they were interested in, but thankfully, they traded up to get Desmond Bain at 30. Tyrell Terry was chosen at 31, and unfortunately, it just did not work out with the Mavericks, and Terry was released from his contract from them within a year of being drafted. However, Tyrell Terry last year did play for the Memphis Hustle in the NBA G League's, I believe it was called the Gubble. He played for the Hustle in the past. We know the Grizzlies have had interest, so the Grizzlies are taking a chance on getting Tyrell Terry away into the Grizzlies organization to see what potentially could be there as far as his talent goes. Now, at the end of the day, the players right now who are out for the Grizzlies when it comes to these health and safety protocols as of right now are Jared Culver and Zaire Williams. And of course, Zaire Williams is also recovering from an ankle injury. Also out for the Grizzlies, or at least for today's game, are Santi Aldama and Sam Merrill. The significance of that is that basically what the Grizzlies are doing is they are filling out the end of their bench. That's what they're doing with Shat Buchanan and Tyrell Terry. However, while it's unlikely, the only real reason why Shat Buchanan or Tyrell Terry would be on the court, more than likely, over the next uh, week, a few weeks or so, would be if the Grizzlies are in some type of blowout, whether they're leading big, they're losing by a lot, what have you. But the reason why I think it is significant when it comes to these type of signings that the Grizzlies were to potentially make, and if they were to add anyone in the future, whether it be due to COVID or what have you, as the season goes along. The reason why it's important to keep an eye on who they add is because beyond this year, as I've discussed over, you know, during the offseason, beyond this year, you've got Jared Culver, Sam Merrill, Kyle Anderson, um, uh, Tyus Jones. If trades were to happen, you will have multiple roster spots that the Grizzlies will need to feel starting this offseason going into the 22 23 season. I'm not saying. That Shaq Buchanan or Tyrell Terry being signed to an NBA contract right now means that either one of those players are going to be a rotation player starting next year. But what I am saying is, is that every time the Grizzlies add a talent, in my opinion, this season, it's to have shown some type of interest, to take some type of chance to, for lack of a better way of putting it, buy a potential lottery ticket that could be a rotation option beyond this year. The reason why the Grizzlies had interest in Tyrell Terry in the 2020 draft, they probably saw him as a potential long term backup point guard slash shooting option once Tyus Jones's contract were to be up. Now, I don't think that there's, I think there's very little chance that actually comes to fruition that Tyrell Terry all of a sudden becomes your clear backup point guard to John Morant after this year, but there's no need not to take a chance. And that's the type of thing that stands out. Yes. Tyrell Terry nor Shatton Buchanan likely have any type of significant impact over the next few weeks for the Grizzlies, but it gets both those players a bit of NBA experience. It gets them either further into the organization in terms of the development track or gets them in the organization, you know, at all in terms of Tyrell Terry, and it allows for the Grizzlies to be able to have some talents that they could take a closer look at for not only now, but potentially the future. As well. So, yes, And in terms of the present, not much at all, not much significance at all when it comes to the signings of Shat Buchanan and Tyrell Terry. But in terms of the future, both those players could be interesting uh, names to follow if the Grizzlies were to potentially bring them on starting next summer if they play well in these opportunities. The other big news is that the Grizzlies obviously have Brandon Clark who has ascended from being out due to an injury now for a little less than a month to where he now is questionable for today's game. Now it'll be interesting to see typically the Grizzlies when they put someone in a questionable status they will play but the Grizzlies do have a back-to-back playing the Kings today and then obviously the Suns tomorrow could Brandon Clark potentially be on the mend You know, until tomorrow? Perhaps, but at the very least, we do know that his knee injury finally has gotten to the point to where he can return to play. Hopefully, he'll be able to return to his form. Brandon Clark has certainly looked significantly better this year than when he, when he was hampered by injuries last NBA season. You have to hope that's not the case this year, and he'll get right back into being the instant impact that he was because the Grizzlies do need that impact starting today. Of course, against the Warriors, the Grizzlies are, the Grizzlies. They played a good game. The problem is, is that you know at the very least they played a competitive game. Jaw, Jaron, DeAnthony Mountain, they played their parts. But you're not going to beat the Warriors. Hardly any. If you play the Warriors a hundred times in a row. And every single time Steph Curry gets 45-plus points and the Warriors shoot 19 or 40 from three, you're probably losing 95 out of 100 times in those games. The Grizzlies just did not have an answer for Curry. They did not have an answer to stop the Warriors from three. But the Grizzlies did play competitively to where, once again, they've shown they can hold their own against the best in the Western Conference. But the Grizzlies now are on a three-game losing streak. And while, as I mentioned to start the show, the Grizzlies still remain in a very good position going into their going into the new year. It would be great. Tonight is a pretty needed win for the Grizzlies in my opinion. And the reason why that is is because with the Suns on the docket from Memphis tomorrow, you then if the Grizzlies were for to some reason lose today, you now have Memphis potentially losing five in a row. And you also have the Mavericks, who, though they lost last night to the Jazz, and the Mavericks are three and a half games behind the Grizzlies in the division, the Mavs also have the uh, Portland Trailblazers, the Sacramento Kings twice, and the Oklahoma City Thunder to close out this year and to start next season over their next four games. The Grizzlies really need a victory today to at least get themselves to where they can be 20 and 15 by. Um, uh, by, by Tuesday, and they'll still be in a very good position. And the thing about it is, is that it was just nine days ago where the Grizzlies were right here in Sacramento. And though the Grizzlies won, the Kings, who today are going to be a lot like they were then, they're going to be... Um, they're going to be shorthanded due to health and safety protocols. The Grizzlies must make sure they don't let the Kings gain confidence. The Grizzlies need to get out and play their style of game in order for them to get a win. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But before we get to that, you know, I want to talk with you about one of my favorite title sponsors from this year, and that, of course, is Built Bar. No matter what Part of the season it is, no matter where you stand as far as what you enjoy doing, when it comes to you wanting to make the most of your day, having a tasty snack, having health benefits, having energy, Bill bar is the way for you to go. Having in the morning as breakfast and the afternoon as a snack, you go to build.com, you'll get you'll get you'll be able to choose remember 18 different flavors, 18 different flavors for you to be able to enjoy. And you also, if you put in the promo code lock 15 you'll get 15% off. Your next order from Built Bar. Again, go to build.com, put in the promo code lock15 and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, we'll obviously look at the game against the Sacramento Kings, but also we'll look at the Grizzlies' schedule ending 2021 and beginning 2022. How can the Grizzlies really position themselves to not only continue to cement a spot? in a clear playoff position going over the next few months, but also how the Grizzlies can really position themselves as buyers as we get to within a month of the trade deadline. That and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. But before we get to that, certainly want to talk about the Sacramento Kings. And of course, nine days ago, the Grizzlies played the Sacramento Kings. It wasn't this past Friday, but the Friday before. The Grizzlies went to Sacramento, and the Grizzlies just absolutely for the first 18 minutes of the game were getting beaten in every single form or fashion. Sacramento just simply had more energy. They were obviously shooting the ball better from distance. They were playing better defense. The Grizzlies, just after a, a great comeback victory against Portland, they just did not have it early on. But then the Grizzlies hit that button. They hit that surge button, and in this, from, this, uh, from the middle of the second quarter through the end of the third quarter, the Grizzlies outscored the Kings by, I believe it was 31-32 points, and the Grizzlies wound up winning by nearly 20 points. The Grizzlies were able to come in, and though they did not start off in the best fashion, they were able to make the most of their talent and be able to come back and get a win. Well, tonight, the Grizzlies can't afford to do that in my opinion. The Kings, once again, are shorthanded. They're going to be without Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Lewis King, Alex Lynn, others. But the thing that stands out is that they're going to get Rashawn Holmes back, who was out, who's been out the previous two games that the Grizzlies have played against the Kings. So you still have a, a quartet of players in Therese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Barnes and Heald absolutely could not be, or Barnes at least, was the big difference maker for the Kings in the first part of that game nine days ago, and Heald was there as a supporting cast member to try to keep the game close, though it didn't work out. But Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton, Rashawn Holmes, that quartet of players, if they're on their games, they have the talent to play well enough to beat the Grizzlies. That absolutely is the truth. You don't expect for it to happen but those four players have more than enough talent and ability to play at a level as a quartet to beat the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies have got to make sure that they get off to a better start than they did last Friday. Because if, if Rashawn Holmes is going to be in the game, for a significant period of time, you're likely not going to have the Kings running into as long of a stretch as they did in the second half without a lot of consistent offense. With the shooting of Barnes and Heald, along with the overall ability of Tyrese Halliburton to do many things, and Holmes inside, there's going to be better balance for this Kings team this time around. And so the way that the Grizzlies combat that is by simply getting back to doing what they do well, playing excellent defense, Allowing for Jaw, who's going to be able to likely have a good game with the fact that the Kings aren't the best defensive team, letting Jaw operate, letting Bane, Jaron, and Dylan support him. And then the big thing for the Grizzlies is getting back to playing a full 48 on defense. If the Grizzlies can simply defend the three, and there's a little bit of concern after this game against the Warriors where the Grizzlies allowed 19 of 43s to go in. If the Grizzlies consistently defend the three, while also being opportunistic, and then just jaw and the rest of the Grizzlies play to their ability on offense, the Grizzlies should be able to find a win. And a big reason why is because in this game, without De'Aaron Fox, I don't think the Kings are going to be able to keep up with the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies can get out on the run. If the Grizzlies can create turnovers but also defend the three well, that can allow for them to get out on the run plenty of times. They can get that possession edge and then a team like Sacramento, I don't think is as big of a threat to come back as other teams and especially without De'Aaron Fox, the Kings are not going to be able to counter the Grizzlies' ability to get out on the run and really be able to produce. So the defense Defending the three, making sure that the um, Kings do not hit those threes, and you got to give the Kings credit. Nine games or nine days ago, they hit some contested threes, but making sure that the Grizzlies contest as many of the Kings' looks as possible. That they also create some turnovers, but in general, on offense, the Grizzlies take advantage. They make the shots that are there for them. They let Jaw find high percentage shots for him and others, and then they just play to their ability. Grizzlies should be able to get a big victory against the Sacramento Kings. And it also would be nice for, you know, Desmond Bain to, you know, while he has certainly been playing well, for the three-pointers for the Grizzlies themselves to certainly be there as well. But again, as I mentioned, the big key for all this is that the Grizzlies really do need to get this victory because over the next um, two weeks, the Grizzlies obviously have this game against the Kings, but tomorrow they play the Suns, on Wednesday, they'll play the Lakers back in Memphis. Then then they'll play the Spurs, the Nets, the Cavaliers, and then the Pistons, followed by the Clippers and Lakers once again out on the West Coast. So the Grizzlies have another West Coast trip that's coming up in three weeks. They have some very tough matchups coming over the next few weeks as well. Yes, the Grizzlies should be able to win several of these games, but this is going to be, in my opinion, one of their easier opportunities to get a victory over the next three weeks. And after they lost to the Trailblazers and after they lost to the Thunder in back-to-back games last weekend, it'd be best if the Grizzlies take advantage of an opportunity to get a few wins in a row. They're going to be rested. You know that the Grizzlies are going to be motivated as well with the fact that they've lost three in a row. Ja has gotten, you know, kind of gotten his you know, legs under his feet or kind of gotten his legs under him now. Being back, you know that he's ready to start producing like he did before the injury. So there's plenty of motivation. There's plenty of rest. There's plenty of reason why the Grizzlies should take every advantage of getting a needed win in a game that they should win tonight. And hopefully they'll position themselves to maybe even be competitive and possibly get a win tomorrow as well. And we'll have you covered here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you have an outstanding day. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Enjoy the Grizzlies, and we'll talk to you again soon here tomorrow on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.